Today, we have seven low prep games for your youth group. And if you want the written instructions on a PDF, email us at ministrycoachpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Ministry Coach Podcast. Now listen, if you're looking to go deeper with your growth and knowledge in youth ministry, or maybe just further your youth ministry career, then lean in because we have some great tips and tactics to help you fast track the growth and health of your youth ministry. So make sure if you're watching on YouTube, you subscribe, but also make sure you subscribe to our podcast channel too, because not always, but sometimes we do a longer version on the podcast and the YouTube one is a slightly edited down one. Just a tip for you right there. <laughs> My name is Jeff Lascola. This is Kristen Lascola, but you know, they want to see us, you know, it's like we're all hanging out. Not me. So. I've got a, I've got a face for radio and a voice for silent films. <laughs> Whoa, that rolled right off your tongue. Like Bobby! you were ready for that. It's true. But today we have seven low prep games for your youth group. Now, before we did an episode about no prep, Yes. And you guys can click on that link in the description. But today we're talking about low prep. Yeah. So this one, these seven, they are good to keep in your back pocket because they do require a little prep, but very little. So you might be able to run to the store and grab some stuff. You'll probably have some of this stuff already. Or if you're a couple weeks ahead, like I like to be, then you'll know what's coming and you can get ready for it. But It does not take a lot. So you can pull these off maybe tonight. If you have a program tonight and you still don't know what game to play or you're getting ready for your weekend, maybe try one of these because these are seven of my favorites and stick around to the end because I'm going to give you my absolute favorite one we play that our kids go nuts for. So the first one is called Scatterball. So Scatterball is sort of a variation of dodgeball and maybe like ultimate Frisbee, ultimate football yeah. and dodgeball kind of okay. mixed together. That's so, a fun one. Yeah. So it's no teams, which if you do try this, comment below and tell me if this weird phenomenon happens to you as well, where kids will team up. Even if you don't survivor mentality, like alliances, (laughs) like, you know, and I will like get so angry every time we play this game, like they're not on your team, (laughs) finish them, you know? And they're like, I'm like, one of you is going to go down. Right. So let me explain it back up. And this, that'll make sense. So basically it's every man for himself. You have a playing area. If you're outside, you can just boundary it off with cones There's really no rhyme or reason to how big it is, just so everyone can fit inside with some running around room. We play in our auditorium, and it's perfectly big, big enough with obviously no chairs in there. We clear the the auditorium. So you need one dodgeball, or if you have a really big, big group, you could throw another one in there, you know, because you like people to focus on the action. And when there's too many going at once, you know, so basically there's no boundary line in the center, like dodgeball, you have a center line and you're on either side of it. You can go wherever within that area, in the playing area, a leader throws the ball in. Once a kid has it in their possession, they can take two steps and then they have to stop and throw the ball at somebody else. So if it hits that person, then that person is not 
technically out. They just go down. So they take a knee or they can sit on the ground, whatever. So they're still in the game, but they're more immobilized. Right. Kind of frozen there. Right. If they catch it, obviously the person who threw it, just like dodgeball, again, is not out, but they go down and they take a knee. So the person on the ground can get back up. Say a ball comes like rolling by their way. Yeah. Somehow they grab it. If they're able to throw it at someone who's standing up, now they stand up and the person they hit goes down. Mm -hmm. Now, in order for it to be elimination and actually have an end (laughs) to this game, because it could go on for eternity, every so often we'll clear the battleground. Like, so, okay, we're going to go 30 seconds. If you don't get up by 30 seconds, you're out permanently. So, you know, a lot of youth pastors don't like elimination games because it's like, what do those kids do? So this delays that a little bit, like still gives you a spark. But I would also say to that, make sure you plan enough time for your games so that you get to play at least two rounds. Mm -hmm. Because if a kid gets out, And then they're like, great, that was game time, blah, blah, blah. My number one question from students is, are we playing again? You know, and I love being able to say yes. And if I have a lot of time, then I'll even go three rounds. I'm a big advocate of the spiritual impact of games. Maybe we do a whole episode on that, but I like to have as much game time as possible. So try to go two or three rounds for that reason. So you clear it, clear it, clear it. And maybe as the amount of people standing and that are still in get smaller, you can always tighten up those boundaries. So what I'll have leaders do is move the cones in because the game goes faster. If they're in closer quarters, Mm -hmm. you get down to just a couple people and you know, you can play down to one single winner. Or if you're like, guy, this is taking forever. Sometimes I'll be like, all right, we're going to call it anyone still in come and get a piece of candy. You guys are the winner. And that's another game tip as well is I like having a prize for the winner. And it's probably because I am super competitive myself (laughs) and I need something to work toward. It's like, I won. Well, what did I win? You know, I always want a prize. So that can be as small as like, I get a huge bag of like chocolates or Skittles, whatever, and, you know, have a candy bin and they get to come up and get a piece of candy. So that is scatterball. And the phenomenon there is if you and I are standing this close together, you'll watch these kids with the ball and you're like, Jeff is right next to you. (laughs) Throw it at him because there's no boundary line. So you would go to the person closest to you, but they will not get their friends out and they'll build these alliances. And I am like, how many times do I have to tell you this is everybody for themselves? <laughs> There's probably a spiritual application there somewhere, I'm sure, but against I don't know me what it or is. against them. <laughs> Dealer's choice. Another tip, though, is for your leaders, have them be around the outside, especially if you're playing outside, because once that ball flies, you don't want like, oh, now it's 50 yards away. So just kind of have them around the perimeter to be able to throw those balls back in. Yeah, especially if you're outside. Yeah. Inside, most of the time they don't go that far. But okay, so that's number one. Number Number two, this one was introduced to me years ago. I'm like, oh, that's so fun. Human curling. (laughs) So like Winter Olympics, we, I like the teams to be small groups. And so you have all your small groups line up and they come up with a really fun name or you come up with a funny name for them. I used to work with a high school pastor that was so funny at creating these super weird 
like hybrid weird names. It'd be like Chuck Norris's Stallion of Fire. And it would be, <laughs> you know, like he would design a logo for them. And it sounded like it took way too much time. So I was not about <laughs> that. So I let them come up with their own name or you can assign them a country if, you know, you want to really go theme. the Olympics and play the Olympic theme yeah. song. Does the Olympics have a theme yeah, song? Yeah, it's called, I think it's called Olympic Fanfare. It's a fun one to use for and that You can get a torch and you can <laughs> run in and you can just... No, don't get fire though. <laughs> Use a little construction paper fire. Oh, you're no fun. Uh, and then the sprinklers <laughs> I've been go around off. junior high. I know. <laughs> junior hires fire indoors. Not good. Bad combo. But if you do it, <laughs> take a lot of pictures. Yeah. We want to know. So yeah, you can you can theme it out as much as you want or as little as you want. Basically, you just need two things: skateboards and some tape. One or skateboard per, per team. Yeah. So you're like, well, I have 10 small groups. I don't have 10 skateboards. Of course you don't, but I guarantee your leaders and students do. Yeah. So this game, even I've played it just like on a Tuesday, I've been in the office and I've been like, I want to do human curling tonight. And I just start texting students that I know skate or leaders that I know have a board or Jeff has a board. And I'll be like, we need all the skateboards, bring all the skateboards. And people do, yeah. we always get them. And then you go in, you can go outside or in your auditorium and you tape off some circles. So you do an, or boxes because taping circles is hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard to make those lines, know, straight right? lines round. So you can do boxes that are worth different amount of points. And obviously the inner box would be the most. So mm -hmm. for example, let's say there's three boxes you tape off. One is a hundred or the Point outer value. one. Yeah is 25, smaller 50, smaller 100. So it's kind of like a target where it just yeah. bullseye and then exactly the other rings around it. Squares. The squares around <laughs> it. Jeff, <That's> listen, <laughs> listen. My Linda, phone was ringing Linda. in my pocket. I was trying to turn it off. We're, what are we doing with this episode? Focus. <laughs> so then... You know, the MC will say three, two, one, and everyone has to launch a person onto the skateboard or they're sitting on the skateboard. They have to launch them with the right amount of force mm -hmm. to hopefully get in the highest point bracket or and the person square. on the skateboard can't scoot themselves along. Yes, so that's anything. the rule. If the person on the skateboard touches the ground at any time, eliminated. Okay. This is strict Olympic regulation rules. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If they try to pedal themselves at all eliminated, if they do the air scoot, kind of like working themselves yeah. further eliminated, okay. the only are the only thing they can do is steer okay. by leaning. So they can't give themselves any more like propel Momentum. it. Yeah. But they can, they can steer obviously. And we have kids crash into each other gently <laughs> and it's funny. Some kids want to lay down like mm. they're on a, toboggan <laughs> bad strategy they will learn very quick some kids go on their tummy most kids will just sit on their butt and like hold the bottom of right. the skateboard that gives you the best so you just watch everyone cheer and it's like this weird simple game that turns into like <laughs> epicness like you know we mentioned that in a game previous is like when you have the right music yeah. and the right silly team names the right and the atmosphere. leaders and you know you, if you even gave them like a little flag that would obviously be a little more prep but right. flags like per their country or whatever and just like you're trying to create this atmosphere. And that's part of a successful game is the game itself 
and then the execution. So this game, obviously you can go simple with tape and a skateboard. If you put a little more time into it, you can make it a little grander. Yeah. And and those are easy, easy things. All right. This one is super low prep. This is called protect the president. Again, these teams are small groups and we just played this a couple weeks ago. And if you have competitive leaders, it's spicy (laughs) and it's fun. So every small group has a president and the small group members are the secret service and their job is to protect the president. So again, there's no boundaries. It's like scatterball and that you just have to stay in a confined area. But the job of the secret service is to make sure their president does not get hit by a dodgeball. So usually what will happen is my leader will get in the middle and they'll kind of hunker down and all of their small group will like go around them and guard them. And then you throw in a couple of dodgeballs and kids throw them at each other because Mm -hmm. if they get hit, they're out. And so then the president has less protection. If you hit the president, the whole entire team is out. Yeah. If your president is the last one standing, your la- your small group leader, the small group leaders can't throw balls. Okay. They're just trying to avoid getting hit and they're can using they, the kids as human shields. Or no. Small group leaders? Yeah. No. Okay. Kids can catch it. You okay. know, standard dodgeball rules if they catch it, the other kid is out. But here's the fun of it. Like if your small group leader is the last one standing, but you've already gotten out you still share that victory. Okay. So the team wins regardless if you're in or out. Again, give them all a piece of candy, make a big deal about them on the microphone. Jeff small group one. <laughs> and they just like go nuts and cheer and high five. And it's kind of like this like small group, like bonding exercise totally. too, which I love. If we can ever do games by small groups, I'm a huge fan of that. And I love that you win even if you're out. Right. Um, and then this game goes fairly quick. We can usually play again like two or three I don't rounds. know if you already mentioned this, but if they catch the ball, can one of their secret service come back in? Ooh, up to you. Ah. I usually don't play that way because I'm trying to get the round to go. Oh, yeah, it makes sense. Faster. The more rounds, the better in my mind. But that would be a great twist if you want to do it. So up to you. All right. This one is more of an up and front game. This is our fourth game. It's called King of the Box, which <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. But basically the way it works is I called it King of the Box because I used to actually call it King of the Copier Paper Box because we would have these empty... King of the Copier <laughs> Paper Box that we bought from Costco for $25.99. Yeah, the longer the better. That's another strategy. Make the game names long and complicated. (laughs) Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) JK. Because we had these copier paper boxes that were the perfect height for this game. So I don't think our admin appreciated it because I'd get like... These are are boxes that are full of paper Yeah, because you don't want to fall through. You got to stand on them. Could you use like crates as well if you had those upside down? Yes, you could use crates. One of my friends, Chase... He was on an episode. Yeah. He played this game for FCA with like two by fours. Okay. And they would just stand on it. So it was kind of lower. So yeah. it depends. Like how risky do right. you want to be? Like sometimes the crate feels really high to me and I'm like, <laughs> oh, so the two by fours are a little safer. Right. Copier paper right there. But you will have to answer to your admin. <laughs> Sorry, Paulette. 
Love you. Glad we're still friends. So basically you have one kid from each team come up on the stage. They each stand on a box, a crate, a two by four, a leader's back, whatever you've got laying around. And then you give each of them a one end of a rope. So a fairly long rope. Too. Yes. How long would you say it is? Like at least like 50 feet, 25 feet, something okay. like that. Because 50 feet. Well, let's say 25. <laughs> I was going to say like 12. <laughs> no, that's got to be longer than that, doesn't no. it? Let's say 25. 20. And a half. <laughs> <laughs> and so you give each one of them an end of it and they're holding it. And then you say three, two, one, go. And the point is you're trying to pull the person off their box. And if their foot hits the ground, you win. And you do that by strategizing slack and tension. Right. So like. Because one technique would be to yank them. But if I'm not holding on. But if she let go, I'm just going to fall back and off my crate. And if you're not holding on very well, I might pull as much rope as I can to get you to run out of rope. So if I ran out of rope, you win. Has that ever yeah, even happened? That, that happens, but more often it's the kid falls off first. Okay. So if they run out of rope, then yeah, they're out or you could do a redo, I guess. But um, try to get them to fall off the box. It's it's more strategic than it sounds. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. I really enjoy playing this game. So yeah, call it whatever you want. It's a really fun game. Um, even if you do campus ministry and you're looking for a quick game that you can pack in your car and bring into like a classroom mm-hmm. because you don't need a lot of space. So if you help lead a Christian club or I don't know, like just have small space on a Sunday morning for church or whatever. This is a great game for that. We we most of the time use this for the weekends because okay. we don't really get to go outside and have like big areas to play in. Okay, so then number five, this one is called Barbarian. So Barbarian is, I don't even know where I found this game, but it's been a staple in my ministry for like, 12 years. It's awesome. So you divide the playing area into a quadrant with cones or tape or whatever. So there's four areas. Each area has a gold depot, which is a bucket or plate or whatever you've got laying around on a chair filled with candy. And it has to be the same exact number of candies in each bucket. Then each team has a different color. So maybe you have red, orange, yellow, and green. And then all the players evenly divided get flags of that color. Obviously, you probably don't have flag belts laying around. So uh, youth ministry hack, I just get our paper cutter and I slice paper long ways Mm -hmm. into strips and I have the kids tuck them in their pockets or waistbands and like hang out like hang down. And so they're grabbable, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) And so you can give them two or three or whatever. So here's the point. It's kind of like capture the flag. So the point of it is you want to go and travel into other people's quadrants, get their gold and put it in your own gold depot. Mm -hmm. But once you leave your quadrant, you're fair game and someone can pull your flag and then you go to jail, just like in capture the flag. So here's how the point system works. Every team who pulls a flag gets a point, but they give that flag back. So for example, I'm on the red team 
and someone from the orange team comes in my quadrant. They're trying to steal my candy and I pull their flag. Well, that stops them in their track. I go to the ref. I say, I'm red and I pulled an orange flag. Well, that doesn't necessarily count against orange. It just counts for red. Gotcha. So the ref would give red one point and then I'd go given that orange person back their flag. They'd stay in jail till the ref calls jailbreak and then they get to play again. So for you youth pastors that don't like elimination games, this one's perfect because even if they get out, they're just in jail for a little bit. And then you call jailbreak as often as you want. So if they successfully get a piece of candy, which one problem is sometimes they eat it instead of putting it in their gold (laughs) depot. So watch for that, but weigh each kid before and after (laughs) the game. Exactly. It's very (laughs) efficient tool to find cheaters. So then Um, when the round is officially over, you count up two things. So I'll have a leader per quadrant. They'll count up all the candy. And then we look at the ref sheet and see who had the most flags pulled. So I always tell the students, there's two ways you earn points, pulling flags and earning candy. And then you combine those two scores together. The one with the highest is the winner. It's really fun. And then what they win is all the candy that they collected in their gold depot and I take all the other candy and I just put it back in the bin and use it for a different game. Go in a closet and eat it later. (laughs) Maybe. So for the jail, where do they go? So you can put that anywhere. It needs to be outside the quadrant. Outside of their own quadrant. Yeah. Okay. So you can just like say... I usually just tell them like, go out of bounds, you know, like I don't necessarily have like this little area, you know, I just say, all right, go out of bounds and then jailbreak. They know right where to go. Can they get in back into the game any way other than a jailbreak? No. Okay. And that's why like call it as frequently as you want. Like you could call it every 60 seconds and kids can keep playing, but that one is really fun. And all you need is candy and paper Hmm. and a way to divide the teams. It's, it's very simple. And all these games make me think maybe I should just invest in some flag belts, you know, <laughs> like instead of cutting all this paper. And you if know. you do want to get some of those, we'll include them in the link be- or in the description below. And you can see anything I, that I'm there going is. To yeah, buy those. There's some, <laughs> there's some dodgeballs that we recommend that's also in the description below as well. Yeah. Okay. This one is another low prep. This is one that I like to use on Sunday morning rather than a youth group night. It is called Deadly dice. And all you need is dice and paper and pen. Very easy. So this is hard for a large group to play. So what I do is I divide students up into smaller groups around the room. You know, there could be five or six per team and they just circle up and sit around the room. If you have a small youth group already, then you could just keep them all together. And so every group is going to need three things, one dice per group, one pen per group, and then every person on the team is going to need, well, not on the team, every man for himself, but they're going to need their own piece of paper. So a shared dice, a shared pen, their own piece of paper. Okay. So how it works is somebody starts, they roll the dice and if they get a six, they grab the pen from the center and start writing on their paper one through a hundred in numerical order. One, two, three, four, as fast as they can. While they're doing that, the dice is still going around clockwise. So then the next person rolls, the next person rolls, whoever rolls a six 
interrupts that person who is writing, grabs the pen out of their hand and starts writing one to a hundred. Then the person next to them rolls, 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 rolls. If someone else rolls a six, they grab the pen and start writing one to a hundred. The first person to get from one to a hundred on their paper is the winner. It's super fun. It's really competitive as people like, cause that's why you only have one pen per mm-hmm. team or per group. They just rip the pen out of their <laughs> hand and people are like, no, I was on 87. Ah! Or then you have that kid who's like, I never get a six. And so what I like to do for round two is I say, all right, let's up it a little bit. So now if you roll a one or a six gotcha. or something like that. So that game is super fun, super easy. And it's a great game. Sometimes people don't like the big, like I've got to like run around and like make a spectacle of myself. You know, it's a great game for for, like, Hey, I'm playing, but I'm like, I'm inconspicuous. Nobody has to look at me. And I have a lot of kids like that, you know, and it makes me sad sometimes because I'm like, you will have fun if you play, but you're just like too embarrassed, which I, I would have been that kid in junior high. Yeah. It's hard to get out of your shell sometimes. Oh yeah. I like didn't want anyone to look at me. I just was like, (laughs) pretend I'm not here, you know? So I didn't become crazy until much later (laughs) in life. So, all right. So my seventh final and favorite game of mine and of my students is a game called the purge and you can change the name. Some, I had got an email from a parent once, like my daughter came home and said, you guys played the purge. That sounds very violent. I was like, Oh my gosh, here, let me show you a video of what it was. Of how violent We didn't is. kill anyone. <laughs> like it was okay. So if you're feeling uncomfortable with that name, you could call it something else, but all you need for this is balloons. That's it. And you know what? I love just keeping balloons on hand. You never know what you're going to need of. You can go to Amazon and get big bags, balloons, a bunch of different colors. Just keep them on hand for those days where you're like, just not in the mood to game prep. You have balloons, you have a game. So we play in our auditorium. There's no boundaries. You don't even need tape or cones or anything. So you pass out the balloons. It doesn't matter what color they are because this is, again, every man for himself kind of game. So you don't need team designations or anything like that. You have the kids blow up their own balloons and tie them. Kids cannot tie balloons. (laughs) And then they've already put their mouth on it. Uh, So then they come up to me and they're like, can you tie my balloon? And I say, no, I cannot. You're out of the game. (laughs) I have a thing about spit. So I usually will ask a very kind leader if they will do it. You know, I don't know if anybody doesn't have a thing about spit. Oh, spit. Sure. Give me that balloon. (laughs) Add a little of my own and mix them up. (laughs) I'm going to gag. Don't. Okay. Let's move on quickly. (laughs) So they have their balloon and then you lower the lights and you get some like really upbeat, fun music. And here's the point of the game. So you want to be the last person standing with your balloon intact. Mm -hmm. Everyone else is trying to pop your balloon. And we say by any means necessary. But what we really mean is you, they try to grab it and then they like squeeze it or they'll like sit on it. We've had kids like find our stash of pens and go around and stab (laughs) balloons. A shank. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not really against it or for it. I just let the chips fall where they may on this game. I would think you might risk them stabbing the kid instead of the balloon. But they don't stab it while they're holding it. Okay. Well, yeah. So maybe watch for that. (laughs) If they're 
maybe it won't even come to that. We have balloons or we have pens in this cabinet and they like opened it and found them. Um, we've had kids like bite balloons or whatever. So we just kind of watch the chaos ensue and see what happens. It's a lot of fun. So here's a very important rule for this game to make sure there's no injuries. Once your balloon is popped, you're done. The reason for that and don't try to find out if I'm right or wrong on this is when a kid has nothing to lose, the way that they attack <laughs> other people and try to get their balloons is scary. I bet. So if you're trying to pop someone's balloon, you're but protecting protect your, your own, own makes sense. you play differently. If I have no balloon and I just want you out, <laughs> I will do nothing short of <laughs> it. I've had to literally stop the game when I first started playing this and say, oh my gosh, everyone freeze. And you wonder why you got an email. That was well <laughs> after that, Jeff. <laughs> Guy. So yeah, just once you're eliminated, you're eliminated. Yeah. The only the only caveat there is if it the round is taking forever, sometimes I'll release just my leaders <laughs> okay. and I'll say, oh, the leaders are coming after you, you know, and make sure you don't have that 18 year old like college guy who's has something to prove. Just make sure you tell them ahead of time. No, or a girl or a girl. Sure. Of just like, don't be unnecessarily rough with yeah. the kids. Or you don't have to do that one at all. When it gets down to maybe like three or four, you can see like, all right, let's bring in some boundaries. Like that's sometimes when I bring in boundaries, like there's four of you and you're on opposite ends of the room. Yeah. And no one's going never end. You're just playing defense. And then the game is just like super boring. So one thing you can do is just end it and say, all right, if you're still in, you win. Let's play again. If you want to try to get that second or third round in. Another option is that's when you can bring in those boundaries and you can try to get them closer together and see if that helps. Mm -hmm. But I've noticed even that it's still like, they're like, well, I'm not going after you. That's a good time to release the leaders. Yeah. Because if you go after a kid, you're also exposing yourself to being, so if you play defense and like, I'm not going to move at all, then. then I win, you know, and we've had like, one time we had a trip to six flags on the line for this because we had done the battle, which I don't know if we've talked about the battle no. before. We will. Um, well, we let a kid who wasn't on the winning team go if they won. Oh, wow. You know, so it's like people just like, I'm not going. <laughs> Anyways, so that is the purge. Now, low prep, easy prep. If you want to take it up a notch, just like we were talking about, here are two things we've done that make it a little more intense as if it needs to be. Um, but I love this kind of stuff. So we do like, um, you could do like sirens and like red, like if you have a tech booth, like the air raid siren. Yeah. Oh, good impression. Thanks. Or you can do like a robotic PSA kind of announcement, like giving the instructions that way, instead of just getting up on the stage and saying, Hey guys, tonight we're playing the purge. It's how you play. It could be more like, if you made a short video giving the instructions that sound like a public safety announcement, that's up to you, but just another little twist on the game at the very least, get the lights low, come up with some great songs that go with the game. This game without music is womp womp. (laughs) It has to have music with it. 
If you can do red lights or something like that, another great twist on this game is to do a black light glow in the dark version Mm. of it. So at our Glover Nighter event, I just get glow in the dark balloons and they come in all the neon colors. And then you turn off all the lights, get your black lights going. And it's even more fun. Glow in the dark, get glow paint for the kids. (laughs) We have the leaders paint their faces for them and, or give them glow bracelets and stuff like that. So you can do this variation of that. And that's a great one. If you're doing like an overnight event or a late night event or something like that for something a little extra special. Yeah. Well, that's seven low prep games for you guys. If you guys want the instructions for these, please email us at ministrycoachpodcast at gmail.com. We'll send these all over to you so you have them in a printable file or keep on your computer. That's so nice Whatever of us. you want to do. Yeah. And make sure you guys check out the no prep games for that time where you completely forgot to plan a game and you can just put one of those in there because you don't need anything to do those. So, But now it's time for question of the day, which is, what is your irrational fear? Well, Jeff, I don't consider it irrational. It is rational and it might happen. My biggest weird fear is I'm I'm terrified of elevators. I don't go in them ever under any circumstances. Makes traveling and staying in hotels really fun. We go on the ground floor only or we take the stairwell. I and always ask Jeff where carries are your- all the luggage up the stairs. <laughs> Where are your stairs, sir? May I please use them? You'd be surprised at how many hotels do not have stair access unless well, of then an we're going to need a ground floor yeah. room. It has caused major inconveniences, like he said, <laughs> in our lives. The one time I have to take them is when I was pregnant and I couldn't walk up the stairs when I was like getting really big because my uh <laughs> doctor's office was like on the sixth floor Ugh. and my doctor is like please don't walk those stairs so i had to get a security guard to accompany me <laughs> in the staff elevator which was a private elevator but it was really big so that was helpful and he came with me and he said <laughs> these are his exact words i have a special elevator for special, <laughs> for special people, people. <laughs> Sounds about right. And I said, I can't thank you enough. (laughs) But then once I got up there, I could walk down the stairs. So I was good. (laughs) Waddle, 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 waddle. It was great. So, Well, mine is throwing up. Mm -hmm. I have a real big fear of throwing up. The ironic part is I haven't thrown up in like over a decade. (laughs) Wow. But it... I don't feel like as much anymore, but it does impact sometimes my daily life. Like if I ever hear someone say, oh, I had the flu last week or two weeks ago or whatever, or they on social media, <laughs> you like, lock all the doors closed. Yeah, I immediately feel like I have it, you know, like I'll read it on, you know, Instagram and so like people always want to share that they <laughs> threw up. I don't know why. It's because it's a thing for you. So you notice, I never notice people talking well, about it. Then, You'll always say, so-and-so has a stomach flu. Right, oh my God. Exactly. And then, so, <laughs> (laughs) they'll describe like oh i was violently throwing up like all over the place and i'm just reading it on on my phone on social media and i'm immediately like i've got it i feel it it's coming up but it doesn't usually happen so i don't know if i've ever seen you throw up we it's been before we were married was the last time i threw up i was your cure i guess (laughs) (laughs) i dry heaved one time but that doesn't count so anyways you know way too much about us now but Uh, We hope that you enjoyed this episode. We hope you got a lot of value out of it. Make sure you guys subscribe and like, and we will see you next time. Bye.